no big splashes, but the Chiefs have made some under-the-radar moves in free agency. The most recent is the signing of quarterback Ta'amu Jordan, who was off to a great start with the St. Louis Battlehawks of the XFL before that season shut down. Chiefs beat writer Herbie Teope breaks down the signing and other moves made by the Chiefs on Sportsbeat KC, the Star's daily sports podcast. It's Tuesday, March 24th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. We also chat about what might be in store for the Super Bowl champions, how they're having to make some moves on a budget because of limited cap space for now, and what else has happened in the AFC West. A lot of interesting moves made by the Chiefs' rivals. So here we go with Herbie Teope. All right, Herbie, I did my uh, did my duty this morning and filled out the census. Have, have you filled out your census yet? Hey, I did it when they first came out, man. You're behind the power curve, man. <laughs> I guess I am. I had an April 1st deadline. Come on. <laughs> um, hey, but it's an American thing. You know, America, it's your duty to, to fill out the census, get it sent in. You know, it takes one minute every 10 years to get this done. So get it done if you haven't gotten it done. That's right. And, and, and for people who are wondering, the .gov domain is not spam. That's not spam. Right. So, yeah, it is legit. <laughs> That's right. All right. So, Herbie, we, it's been a while since you and I talked Chiefs, and there has been some uh, uh, moves. The Chiefs were not a very active team in the first few days of free agency, but the pace has picked up a little bit, and they made some headlines on on Monday, late in the afternoon, picking up a quarter quarterback of all of all things, Jordan Taamu. I I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I, I went on YouTube to get some uh, to get some hints how to pronounce his name, looking at Old Miss and St. Louis uh, River Hawks uh, tapes, and it was pronounced differently each time. So uh, I hope Jordan Taamu, uh, with that apostrophe in there, you got to pause. I think, uh, but he's a he's a he's Hawaiian, right? From right, Pearl right. City, Hawaii. And oh, right. tell us tell us more about him. What do you know, and and why is he a member of the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, the, the, most teams will carry four quarterbacks. If there is a training camp, <laughs> most, yeah. teams, most teams will carry four quarterbacks, and that's the reason why he's on the roster. He's not there to challenge Patrick Mahomes or Chad Henney for playing time. If anything, he's going to push Kyle Shermer, uh, and that's the only reason why he's here. He's, he's essentially what most people would call a camp body, and it allows the Chiefs to get a closer look at him because maybe he is someone that you do want to stash on the practice squad because don't forget, with the new CBA – the active roster has been pushed up to 55 and your game day rosters have now gone up by two as well. So you can have three quarterbacks active. And so it makes sense to bring in a guy like him. You know, most teams, when they do go through repetitions at training camp, they will go through all the way down to the fourth team. So you got to like have some fresh arms out there. And that's basically what he is. He's a, he's an interesting guy. Um, Two years at um, at Ole Miss, in in two seasons, he he finished his college career as the sixth career pa- number six on the career passing leader charts for for the Rebels. So he gets uh, he undrafted out of Ole Miss, but signs with the Houston Texans. Spent uh, training camp with the Texans last year, but uh, uh, but wasn't kept. So he plays in the XFL, the first year league with the what did I call them? The River Hawks. I think they're the Battle Hawks. The Battle St. Louis. Hawks, correct. A- apologize to all of our friends in St. Louis for mispronouncing or misidentifying your team. I know that there was a lot of interest in the Battle Hawks, and they were drawing some great crowds when the league decided to 
fold its tent this year. But but um, uh, was leading the XFL uh, in in completion percentage, seventy two percent through five games. Had thrown five touchdown passes, two interceptions. He had rushed forty one times for two hundred seventeen yards. And the Battle Hawks were three and two before shutting it down. He's 6'3", 214, so got some size to him. Um, so he, like you said, he's he's basically battling Kyle Shermer for for number three. And uh, and this is uh, you know the, the Chiefs were in the market for a quarterback when they decided not to uh, bring Matt Moore back. Is that right? That's pretty much it. And and you nailed it on the head. And the key thing here is just like the last year's AAF. Uh, the, the, the Alliance American or the American Alliance Football League, it, these guys had the opportunity to get tape. And so th- that was essential for a guy like him and even some of these other players that you're seeing signing from the XFL with NFL teams. Now they have game, live game action tape, not just in college, but against other professional players. So that, that was essential for any team making that evaluation, whether they're going to sign one of these players out of the XFL. So, so what you have in him right now is, once again, is someone who will push Kyle Shermer and potentially land on the practice squad. Okay. All right, so he's not the, he's not the, the only Chief that uh, – or the only player the Chiefs have signed. There have been, there have been a few more. Uh, let's, let's go down because we haven't talked about uh, Mike Remmers, the, the offensive lineman, uh, 31 years old and started uh, right tackle for the Giants last year. Previous year, he was with Minnesota, where he started at right guard. So versatile offensive lineman. Uh, sounds like he is a basically a Stefan Wisniewski replacement. Yeah, and you know, here's the, here's the key thing here. Wisniewski, and I know from sources that the Chiefs really wanted to bring Stefan Wisniewski back, but unfortunately, they just don't have any cap space. So for anyone out there wondering why the Chiefs have been standing on the sidelines, because they didn't really get involved until Friday or mostly over the weekend, is because they don't have any cap space. The NFLPA sent out an internal memo Monday, and the Chiefs have the lowest or the least amount of cap space around the NFL. They are sitting on $555,000 worth of cap space, and they just don't have any money to make any moves. But they did they did throw their name in the hat for Andres Pete, a two-time Pro Bowl guard. That I do know. The source told me that the Chiefs were in the hunt for him before he eventually re-signed with the New Orleans Saints. But Remmers right now is kind of like he, he's a versatile guy who can who can play guard and tackle. So he's your swing tackle, just like Andres Pete. Had they landed him, if they had the money and if had they landed him, he's a guy that could have swung out to left tackle as well. But you, you need these versatile pieces, and most people who follow the Chiefs, and as you know, Blair, from covering them, Andy Reid, offensive line coach Andy Heck, they love these interchangeable parts who, who can play swing positions, not necessarily center, but those guards and tackles, which are always critical because players always get injured in the NFL season. That's just – there's no ands if buts about it. So Remmers is that guy right now. Uh, he'll battle with Andrew Wiley. Don't forget, and this is the name that a lot of people always tend to forget, Martinez Rankins, who landed on injured reserve last year, played a lot of guard when Wiley was hurt. So, you know, you've, it's building up for a lot of camp battles here, and the Chiefs are all about building competition and may the best player win. Right. It seems like with the Chiefs, only Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher are, you know, just 
set in stone at their positions because even Laurent Duvernay Tardif is somebody that we've talked about as a you know a potential um, departure for the Chiefs because of his contract and um, and and they do like the interchangeable parts in the middle of that offensive line. Um, Talk about uh, another newcomer, uh, Antonio Hamilton, a cornerback. Uh, he's an interesting guy. Look, uh, six feet tall, 195, played at South Carolina State, also played with the New York Giants uh, the last two seasons, 29 games with the Giants, two starts. He has appeared in 41 NFL games in his career. He's a gunner on the special teams. And what's been funny about him is he's already been interacting on Twitter with with fans. And they, there's a picture of him on his Twitter account with a Chiefs jersey wearing number 20, which was Morris Claiborne's number. Still is Morris Claiborne's number, as far as I know. He's still a, he's still with the Chiefs. But uh, uh, was this a, was this a move to um, uh, for for some cornerback depth with Kendall Fuller moving on? No, this is more because he, he's known more for special teams. And the Chiefs lost Jordan Lucas, safety Jordan Lucas, to the Chicago Bears, who signed a one-year deal uh, in free agency. It, Jordan Lucas was a core special teams contributor. He had 247 snaps last season, which ranked, I think, uh, the, the sixth most on, on the Chiefs. So when you lose a core special teams contributor, you need to bring in another guy. I don't think they're going to count on Antonio Hamilton to play defense. To your point about Morris Claiborne, he's currently an unrestricted free agent, and the Chiefs haven't brought him back as well. So, you know, you need the depth back there on special teams as well as guys who can potentially contribute at the cornerback position. The Chiefs have a hole, a massive hole at cornerback right now. Shaveris Ward is right now the only one who started last year. Bashad Breland's a free agent. Just mentioned Claiborne's a free agent. Fuller signed with the Washington Redskins. So you need you need another cornerback here. But again, they don't have any money to spend. So what the, the logical scenario, how they're going to address it, is through the draft, which is still scheduled to, to start April the 23rd through the 26th. And we know at the Combine, they talk to a lot of the top cornerback prospects with formal interviews. So cornerback is definitely on their menu. But because they're so cap-strapped right now, that's probably where they're going to address it. Okay. And Keith Reeser is another one of those unrestricted free agent corners that the um, that, that has been in a Chiefs uniform. And you mentioned Jordan Lucas. That was another name I was going to bring up. Signed with the Bears, as you said. He had he had spent his career with the Chiefs, um, forty nine games, uh, four four starts in twenty eighteen. He actually started a playoff game for the Chiefs against the Colts, but as you said, uh, special teams guy mostly. And w- he's got one interception in his career, and I remember it. It was against Jacksonville, home game against the Jaguars back a, two three years ago. I think it was the game where Nick Foles no, – I can't remember exactly. But anyway, he returned it about 50 yards and made a nice play on it. So um, I think the Bears see that as, look, we've got a, you know, we've got a guy with a Super Bowl ring uh, coming in. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if he started in Chicago next year. We, we'll have to see about that. But he, you touched on it, and I, I want to get into more of this. All of these guys, uh, Remmers and Hamilton and, uh, and uh, Ta'amu uh, – they, these are these are signings on the cheap, aren't they? I mean, this is all about who the, who the chief, correct? Right, who the who the Chiefs can afford to sign right now? And we're not looking at people who are expected to start. And so, when when you look across the board at the National Football League, all the free agent spendings, most of these players who signed lucrative contracts had you know they're starting. Had they land? Had the Chiefs landed Andrews Pete? 
he would have been expected to start from day one because then we were talking about a two-time pro bowler. But Remmer's a career backup. You know, he has played in a lot of games, but I don't expect him short of him. He's not handed the starting job, I should say. Let me put it that way because he has started a lot of games in the NFL, but he's not. It's not going to be handed to him. He's going to be expected to battle. Uh, The same thing with Hamilton. He's not going to be expected to start because he's a. You know, you've got some studs back there already. Uh, on special, excuse me, in the defensive secondary, and I, I just don't see him starting opposite Ward. You know, I, I think they're really going to address that position in the draft. And, and we do have a sense that uh, that the Chiefs are are going to work hard to try to get Bashad Breeland back. Don't you, don't you have that sense? I do have that sense, and and you know, there's some things I'm hearing that I'm I, I can't report right now, but but it boils down to money with all these players that the Chiefs that makes sense to bring back. They just don't have the cap space right now. Mike Pinnell is a guy who makes perfect sense to bring back, but they don't have the cap space. Breland, a perfect guy, but they don't have the cap space. And, you know, Breland had turned in a contract year last year. He turned in a pretty darn good season. And I just can't see him agreeing to play for the league minimum. And the same thing with Wisniewski. Wisniewski wasn't going to come back here on a league minimum. You know, you know, you look at the contract he signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers, you, you look at that, you're like, that's, that, you know, it looked affordable, but the Chiefs just couldn't afford that. Right, right. And But look, the Chiefs are going to end up with some cap space with uh, with most likely with what happens with Sammy Watkins, either a restructure or um, or just uh, parting ways with Sammy Watkins. Is will do you, do you think this will happen? Could this happen this week? Could it happen, you know, pretty soon? I don't want to put a timeline on it, but you know, I, I do know that they they approached him. Yeah, I mentioned this the last time we talked. I do know that they approached him at the combine uh, with a restructure offer, and then it's 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 clearly on Watkinson's side. How much is he willing to take a pay cut? And it's going to go back and forth, back and forth. It, it, the beauty of all this right now is because the league and and with the coronavirus that, that has affected not just the U.S., but the world, it's kind of like put sports kind of like at a standstill, so to speak. You know, it's, it's, a lot of things are being pushed back. We don't know if the off-season workout program is going to start on time, which I would be stunned if it did. We don't know if there's going to be training camps. The Olympics, for crying out loud, was canceled until just 2021. Today. So we just we just don't know. There's so much un- unknown right now out there. Will he do it today, tomorrow? It, you know, could it happen? Absolutely, it could happen. Will it happen remains to be seen. I just think, yeah, you know, the Chiefs right now, they have to make moves. And the reason I say that is because as of today, they have 63 players on the offseason roster. Teams are allowed to have 90. They only have five draft picks. So you know, they're going to have to start making some moves here to, to, to bring people in. Yep, and they and they need the and they need the free up some cap space to do that. So uh, because heck, they're going to need what four point seven million just to if they for just the stick with the five yeah right. for the dra- five five draft picks. Yep. So, okay, hey, um, so I wanted to uh, while I have you here, it's so rare that you and I talk these days, Herbie, uh, because you're I mean you, you are constantly working the phones and talking to agents and trying to get this, uh, get the news on, on chiefs free agents. And, and also you're plugged into the NFL as well. I wanted to talk to you about some moves that teams in the AFC West have made that I, I find really interesting. 
Um, so I'm gonna we're gonna take uh, we're gonna take the three other teams in the AFC West. I'm gonna bring up some names of players that have been acquired by the Broncos, Raiders, and Chargers. I just want to get a quick thought from you on on these guys and what you think they're gonna bring to their new team. Starting with the Denver Broncos signing Melvin Gordon um, from you know, obviously the, the the former Chargers running back signed a two year deal. This one puzzled me a bit. I I you know I'm a big Philip Lindsay fan uh, with Denver. Why would the Why would the Broncos have gone out and signed Melvin Gordon? Because the teams around the National Football League believe in two two running back attacks. It's, it's very rare when you look across the league right now who has just one guy. Even when Gordon was with the Los Angeles Chargers, it was a two-back attack. You had Austin Eckler there, and you had Melvin Gordon. You look around some of the, the, the top rushing teams in the NFL, there's two running backs there. Uh, down in New Orleans, you had Alvin Kamara and, and Mark Ingram. And then when Ingram left, you had Kamara and Latavius Murray. It's just the way it is. The, the days of Adrian Peterson being the bell cow, th- those days are gone. And it makes perfect sense for teams to have two running backs. If Andy Reid had his way, there would be another reliable option next to Damian Williams because Reid's history shows he likes two running back attacks. I think it also takes a little bit of pressure off of Drew Locke. Um, you know, look, that offensive line needs to improve at Denver, but uh, when you have a couple of running backs now, a couple of weapons in the backfield, uh, it doesn't have to be Drew Locke beating you with his arm all afternoon. Um, so Gordon, uh, I think he's, I think he's been a, a, t- a terrific running back and I've always been a big Philip Lindsay fan. Another player that they acquired this one through a trade was, uh, AJ Bouye from, uh, from Jacksonville. They got a fourth round pick for him. I've always liked this guy as well. And I think the Broncos saw that, uh, they lost Chris Harris to, uh, to the chargers of all teams stayed in the division. And I think, A.J. Bouye brings some maybe some leadership qualities that they lost with Chris Harris. Well, you know, that's a key thing there, and he's a younger version of Chris Harris. Harris is now, what, in his 10th year? Yeah. A.J. Bouye is, is a guy who a couple years ago was just a pro bowler cornerback with the Houston Texans. He was a shutdown corner. He's versatile. He can play inside. He can play outside. And then he's a, when I look at the AFC West, and I know you're going to look at, you know, I know you wanted to like go team by team, but when I look at the AFC West as a whole, it seems like an arms race. They know what the Chiefs are going to do, and, and a lot of these teams, including, I love what the Chargers did. You know, they don't have a quarterback right now, but I love what they did uh, with their team as well because they're stocking up. The Raiders are stocking up. The Broncos are stocking up, and it's an arms race against the Kansas City Chiefs who have dominated the AFC West for so many years now. I think that's a great point. I, I think what we're what we're seeing in the AFC West is what we've seen in the AFC East for so long. You know, teams building building rosters to try to compete with the Patriots there and now in our world trying to compete with the Chiefs. And in that vein, look what the look what the Raiders did, signing Marcus Mariota to I think compete with Derek Carr. I I, I look it's still Carr's job to you know, to to lose, but I think it's possible he could lose it to uh, Marcus Mariota. Brought him in on a two year deal, um, and the other one, the other Raider signing that I thought was interesting, uh, Jason Witten, bringing him in with Darren Waller there. You know, I think an excellent tight end, but they bring in Jason Witten, and you mentioned earlier the Chiefs didn't bring in anybody who we expect to just jump right into the starting lineup, but the Raiders brought in two or three defensive guys who you know who who might end up being you know who are going to 
you bring him in to start, guys like Corey Littleton and Malik Collins. So um, Raiders really are look like they're trying to ramp it up. At first year in a new state, new town, a new stadium as well. Yeah, the other guys you, you didn't mention there, Eli Apple, their cornerback. Yeah. He's going to be yep. expected to start right away, former first-round draft pick. I got to cover him down in New Orleans too. Uh, he had his moments last year in the contract year, and then he slipped. Uh, but But he's a guy that – highly touted coming out of Ohio State. There's something about those Ohio State cornerbacks. Corey Littleton, you know he's going to be a plug-and-play option, and Littleton's strength is he can cover. You know, he's, he doesn't, he's not necessarily a guy that you're always going to keep at the line of scrimmage. He can also drop back in coverage. Malik Collins, you mentioned. I think Marcus Mariota, that signing there is, is – probably to appease John Gruden's man crush on him. <laughs> if you remember a couple of years ago, Gruden, when he was with ESPN, used to do that quarterback camp. And I, I remember watching that when he had Mariota as as a quarterback he was spotlighting, and he just – it seemed like he was in love with the guy. <laughs> so that, that's basically what that is. And, and you know, he's going to push Derek Carr. Um, Jason Witten, as you mentioned, I, I don't know if he's going to be – an impact kind of guy, especially with Waller there, but he's certainly going to be able to provide veteran leadership, veteran mentorship, and you always need that on the team. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, also moving into the new stadium this year, the Chargers, you mentioned them earlier. I love that they brought back uh, Eckler. Uh, he's just uh, just an outstanding player and Hunter Henry as well, the tight end and, and then signing Chris Harris, a uh, veteran guy, um, and, and talented. I was, you know, I, I think a lot of people who have followed football in this area knew Chris Harris from his days as a, as a Kansas Jayhawk were thinking, boy, wouldn't it be great if, uh, if he could come to Kansas City, but not to be. He's with the Chargers, stays in the division. I, I agree with you. I look at the Chargers' potential starting lineup and like a lot of things that I see, except quarterback. Correct. And, and, uh, they're going to have to make a, either make a move in the draft or or bring in someone that Tyrod Taylor can mentor for, you know, for a season. But I, I, I'd look at the Chargers and think they're in a win now mode, except they don't have the quarterback. The thing that that really impresses me that, that kind of like gives a strong hint that they are going to use the draft on a quarterback is what they did on the offensive line. They picked up Beluga, Brian Beluga, and Trey Turner. We're talking about an offensive tackle and an offensive guard, two battle-tested offensive linemen. Beluga, obviously, up there in Green Bay blocking for Aaron Rodgers, and then Turner blocking for Cam Newton in Carolina. So that you've got two guys that really is an upgrade to the offensive line, and that, that kind of like tells you right now that they're, they're probably going to be looking at the draft, and they needed the pieces in place to protect a young quarterback. I wonder if they'll make the move for Tua. Um, I wonder if it'll come down to the Chargers and Dolphins in a competition for Tua, assuming you know Joe Burrow goes to the Bengals. Yeah, yeah, he, that's the, that's the, the wild card there. I think the, the Chargers right now they need a splash quarterback because they're going into a new stadium and it's Los Angeles and they're competing against the Rams. You can't have some retread quarterback. You can't. I don't think Jameis Winston's going to do it for the Chargers. I just know. I think, you know, the fact that they were in the running for Tom Brady tells you all you need to know. They need a big name quarterback, uh, a highly, a high draft prospect type quarterback that's going to inject life and energy and excitement into their fan base. 
Yeah, I agree. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how the the news unfolds with that team over the next few weeks. What else is going on, Herbie? Uh, what what should we expect this week and in the in the near future when it comes to the Chiefs? And what what moves are left to be made out there from the from an NFL standpoint? Still a couple of quarterbacks looking for a for a home right now. Yeah, there's quite a few quarterbacks still waiting on a home. We we mentioned. Uh, Jameis Winston, Cam Newton's going to eventually hit the market here once once the Panthers decide they can't trade him. So you've got some good quarterbacks out there. You former first round draft picks. That's what's so crazy about this this past uh, free agency period. We didn't even touch on Philip Rivers. Rivers going to the Indianapolis Colts now. It's it's going to be very strange to see Brady in the Buccaneers uniform and very strange to see Rivers in the Colts uniform. But you know the. Outside of that, and the, the Chiefs can't get involved in any of those big signings again. You know, it's it's because of the lack of cat space. If anything, what do we expect from the Chiefs here? I would anticipate some roster moves to clear up some some space they, because they need it. They desperately need cat space. And I remember talking to Brett Veach at the combine where he says, "Hey, we're gonna have to get creative." And you know, they got creative in a way with restructuring Frank Clark's base salary into a signing bonus. They're going to need, need to do more than, you know, a lot more of that. Restructuring Sammy Watkins' contract <clears throat> has to be at the top of the list. It's either you do that or you just outright cut them because you need the space, man. Yep, exactly, exactly. So, all right, so my suggestion is to stay tuned to Herbie Teope and his coverage of the Chiefs. Nobody knows this team better than Herbie, and uh, we will be, uh, as we're all shut in these days, what what uh, what 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 else? What's better to take your mind off of the events, the news events of the world, than to follow the Super Bowl champion Chiefs on KansasCity.com? All right, Herbie, thanks for spending some time with us. Hey, no no problem at all, Blair. Stay safe, brother. Yeah, you you too, you too. Hey, it's Blair. Hey, we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners: unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns we have to offer. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience, your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50, unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. We just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. That'll do it for today, and I appreciate you spending some time with us. Thanks to our production team of Derek Donovan, Savannah Smith, Randy Mason, Beth Welsh, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. You can find SportsBeatKC where fine podcasts are distributed, including YouTube. And keep in mind that while most of us are homebound this week, KansasCity.com coverage of the COVID-19 coronavirus is free. Keep up to date with everything going on in our part of the world by accessing KansasCity.com. That'll do it for us. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Wednesday with another episode of Sportsbeat KC.